Welcome to Crime Shots. I'm Bree. And I'm Nikki. So, this is going to be a quick one. Have you ever heard about Lauren Thompson? It doesn't ring a bell. All right. Well, I know about it. So, uh, Lauren Thompson was actually born Lauren Colvin on April 17th, 1986. She grew up in Palestine. Palestine. How do you say it? Palestine. I say Palestine too. But if you look at Google, you know, Google pronounces it Palestine. Okay. Well, the Google's wrong. Google's wrong. Mm-hmm. So she, gra- she grew up in Palestine. She graduated from Palestine High School in 2004. So Palestine's like south of Dallas. Yeah. She's right outside of Dallas. Um, she's no no (laughs) well it's south of dallas okay right yeah yeah i guess it's below tyler yeah it's palestine's like southeast uh i would consider it east texas oh okay i mean well yeah no it's considered east texas that's good we're gonna go with that because that's gonna fit into what i'm thinking to tell you okay all right so she's a cna which is a certified nurse's aide assistant whatever Mm -hmm. at some point she marries jeffrey thompson so that's how she becomes lauren thompson she has three kids Maya or Mia, I'm not sure how they pronounce it, Landon and Brooklyn. I'm not 100% sure if all of those kids are his or I'm unsure because on certain court documents it only lists one of them. Okay. But on other ones it lists all three. So, and I'm not saying that like there was like this whole stray thing. I'm saying like they they separated and if she were to have children, and they're still technically married, she has to put his name on their birth certificate. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So if you have kids and you're still married to someone else, the law requires you to put them as their father. That's crazy. Yeah. That happened to a friend that we know. I'll tell you about later. Okay. So by the time she was in her 30s, she's living in Panola County, which is uh, between Dallas and Palestine. It's like, it's a little town called Carthage, right? Mm-hmm. According to Panola County court documents, like I was telling you Lauren filed for divorce in February of 2018 and was scheduled for court May of 2018. So it appears that Jeffrey didn't show up to court. Hmm. Based on what I read on the docket, the judge ordered the case to be reset because he okay. wasn't he wasn't present. Now it's important to understand that the next couple of things are more hearsay and there are no documents to support it. I'm gonna say that right now. Okay. Apparently Lauren had developed a substance abuse problem. Okay. I I don't know what what or when because like I said it's just speculation obviously her parents uh Greg and Tori Colvin said that this is the case but they don't really go into detail about it they've talked about how she does have a substance abuse problem but they don't go into detail about that because it's they believe it's not relevant okay so Greg and Tori keep in contact with Lauren obviously uh, they help her as much as possible they're those kind of parents they are just in love with their grandkids so it's not like it's not like Lauren is a strange from her parents. Okay. Still has a good relationship. Right. She doesn't live close to them, but she does have a good relationship with them. Okay. It's also rumored that Lauren had a boyfriend, right? She's not technically divorced yet because he didn't show up to court, so this is all... But they're separated. She has a boyfriend. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Okay. So, there are a couple of names that popped up on one of the dockets that I was reading, but I'm not clear who they are. I don't know how they're involved, so we won't say the names. Okay. All right. So, on January 10th, 2019, Tori 
Lauren's mother, receives a call around 2 p.m. It was Lauren. Tori said that she sounds hysterical. She's asking to talk to her kids. Tori explains to Lauren that they're at school. Lauren's still just, she's panicked and she's she's telling her to tell her kids that she loves them. She says, tell my, tell my dad I love him. Lauren goes on to tell her mother that basically whatever happens to her, if she, she said if she ever gets out of this, she'll never do drugs again. Mm. So Tori's like, what is, what's going on? You know, she doesn't go into detail. She's just frantic. She's like, I want to talk to my kids. And she's like, I've already told you they're at school. She's like, tell them I love them. I need to tell them that I love them. Tori says that she could hear someone talking to Lauren in the background. In one of the interviews that she did, she said it sounded like a man and it sounded like he was complaining because Lauren was on the phone. Okay. So Tori says that Lauren begins to talk to the man and she says something along the lines of like, oh, I can't talk to my kids. I can't tell my kids. I need to tell my kids. Hmm. Shortly after that, Lauren hangs up. Then around 2.30, which is just about 30 minutes from the start of her call with her mom, a 911 call comes in. I know. I was hoping to be able to play the 911 call, but unfortunately, (laughs) they haven't released it. Law enforcement has refused to release it at this time. So, it is important to understand that what I say was on the call next comes from several different sources, and I'll tell you where those sources come from. Okay. You can take with it what you will. Some statements are coming from the sheriff's office to the public, which obviously the public can misconstrue those statements. Some statements are coming from the family to the public, which those statements can sometimes be biased, you know. So we'll get the basic gist of it. Mm -hmm. On the 911 call, it's a female. She is stating that she is in a wooded area and someone's chasing her. What? The female identifies herself as Lauren Thompson. So the Benola County Sheriff, Kevin Lake, said that he heard the call obviously after the fact, and she sounded frantic. And to him, the background noise sounded like she was running. Okay. She did say that she was in a vehicle and had left her vehicle. Now, there are different speculations as to how that happened. Some people say that her car ran out of gas. Others say that it was stuck in the mud. That's just out there. Okay. It's There's so many different contradicting statements between law enforcement and the family and reporters that it's actually it's unclear why Lauren left her vehicle, so we don't know why she left her vehicle. Mm-hmm. Because law enforcement would release their first statement saying that this is why, and then they say something different, and then it's a whole thing. So Lauren is located through the nine one one phone pings. So law enforcement immediately heads to her location. They find her abandoned vehicle off of County Road two sixty seven and FM seventeen ninety four, which is just north of Carthage where she was living in Panola County. She's still on the 911 call when they get to her vehicle. Really? Right. She's not there, obviously. Right. Again, some reports say that her car was just on the side of the road. Some say it's stuck in the mud. And some say that it ran out of gas. So that is what it is. We're just going to say... Still, but she's still on the phone with 911 when they get to her car. Right. That's crazy. Okay. So the 911 call lasts over 20 minutes. Hmm. And eventually Lauren's phone just goes dead. And Lauren is nowhere to be found. They've never found her. So apparently she had been with some people in the car before she allegedly went into the wooded area and called 911. Now, it's important that if you look this case up and Google it, there are going to be some people that pop up, including a lady from Australia. Oh. And this lady has released names of people and 
So, if you want to know what she says, just go look at it. I'm not going to say it because law enforcement never released names. So, I don't know for sure. Uh, Sheriff Lake said that they had gotten in touch with a person, I don't know how, that claimed to be a friend of Lauren's and was with her earlier that day. This individual told law enforcement that they were in an, in the area fishing and that they were in her car with Lauren when Lauren ran off the road. This individual went on to say that their house was close by, so that they were so they were just going to walk to their house to get their vehicle to come back and help pull Lauren's vehicle out of the mud. And that's when Lauren took off running in the woods. Hmm. That's odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. a search begins in the wooded area, obviously all around where Lauren's car is found. So, at the time that this happened, this area had received a lot of rainfall, and so the area was extremely flooded. It's really close to the Sabine River. I say Sabine, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it, this is a good-sized river. And in January of 2019, it was out of its banks and had flooded all the land around it. So everything everything's flooded, right? Okay. Sheriff Lake said that they found a shoe that they were later able to verify that it's Lauren's shoe. According to Panola County Sheriff's Office, they ground searched 2,000 acres of land and covered 9,000 acres total, including drones and helicopters. These searches included local law enforcement, the Texas Rangers, and the FBI. As of early 2019, there were no leads in the case, and there was no reason to believe foul play was involved. Other than the call. (laughs) Well, that's according to law enforcement. Okay. Mm -hmm. So law enforcement slowly releases more information as the case develops, right? Mm -hmm. Later on in 2019, investigators released more information stating that they believe Lauren was actually run off the road. Not she ran off the road, but she was run off the road. Somebody ran her off the road. Right. The sheriff stated that they found paint transfers on two vehicles, one of them being Lauren's. Mm -hmm. So after this information is released, law enforcement says they now have... Persons of interest. They never said who, so I'm not going to say names because it was never confirmed. With that being said, rumors start swirling, and they say that one of the people was that was supposedly with her was the owner of one of those vehicles with paint transfer, but Sheriff didn't confirm that. Another rumor is that one of those people that was with her is related to a member of law enforcement. Mm. Sheriff didn't confirm that. Another rumor is that one of the people that was with her that day has since passed away due to a previous health condition. Again, Sheriff didn't confirm that either. Now, Tori, Lauren's mother, wrote a letter in September of 2019 describing basically what she's going through with the case. So in the letter, Tori states that she thinks the investigation is compromised and that law enforcement isn't doing everything they can to find Lauren. She describes that how she was told that investigators were initially looking for the wrong person. So when they first started their searches in the wooded area, they weren't looking for Lauren. They were looking for someone else. Oh my gosh. She goes on to explain how about the vehicle being stuck in the mud. Mm -hmm. Lauren's vehicle was a four by four. Oh. And the sheriff had it towed because there was no key in it. So when Tori got it, there was no mud on it. Like it had been stuck in mud. Right. So Tori said that the family thinks the car and shoe were being staged. Tori said that the shoe found wasn't covered in mud, which should have been considering the amount of flooding that had happened. She also asks how the scent dogs were able to be used since they had none of Lauren's belongings to use her scent. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Lauren's parents were actually allowed to listen to the 911 call. And on the call, Tori says that 
Lauren said she was sinking into mud. So she's like, why wasn't her shoe covered in mud? Hmm. Uh, She then goes on to ask about evidence that residents have submitted to authorities. Why that has not moved forward. Things like a blanket that had blood spatter on it. Ooh. And she she says that someone told her that authorities never received the blanket and stuff what? like that. Yeah. So, since all this has happened, the Colvin family has taken in a spokesperson, Joey Ortega, who basically he helped the family fish out some of the people that were helping the family, but turned out to be like horrible people not really helping the family. right he wrote an entire article on how these people harmed the case more than helped it and made the family believe that law enforcement enforcement was out to get them there was this big conspiracy blah 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 i mean they just instead of looking at it from like an outside point of view they were just they were trying to just really go after law enforcement so Anyway, Joey helped him, you know, because he researched all these people and he, you know, did a whole lot of stuff and actually talked with with people in law enforcement, found out what really was going on. So he helped, he's really helped the family. So since all this, there's been no leads, no evidence, Mm. nothing that has led to Lauren's location. That's crazy. Yeah. I did find a docket where Lauren's mother, Tori, was actually able to get custody of the three children. So they are safe and being taken care of. They had tried to, there were, I saw where they had sent out several notices to the father and they were all unreceived. Mm. But nowhere in any of the reports that I read even mentions her husband in as being involved in anything. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying, I just thought that was odd. You know, this whole story really reminds me of the Brandon Lawson case. I was going to say, does it sound familiar? <laughs> this really does. They are, their vehicles found on the side of the road. They know that they ran into the woods uh-huh. and then disappear. So, I thought that this sounded awfully familiar myself. Um, And I believe that this happened, like, four hours away from where Brandon Lawson Mm -hmm. went missing. Mm -hmm. So, it's... Honestly, that's not that far. In Texas, four hours away is not that far. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I knew about this case is because she is listed as part of the the missing in East Texas. You know how there's a whole list the of people, people that are missing. Yeah. In East Texas. Um, you also did another one on... Kimberly Flint. Kimberly Flint. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot. There's quite a few. But this was just... Another one of those that it's like, the officers were already at her vehicle while she was still on the 911 call. That's what's crazy to me. And I mean, they were right there. Right, and she's nowhere. They say that they won't release the 911 call because that's part of the only evidence that they have, and it's still an ongoing investigation. Mm. Of course, you know, other people think that they're trying to cover something up. Covering something up. Right. But, listen. One of the most outrageous claims that I've heard about the the missing in East Texas. I gotta say, I'm I'm not I'm not not believing it. Mm-hmm. They're saying that over there, and because there's a lot of woods over there, a lot of land, right? And people are saying that so many people are disappearing, just dropping off the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. That they think that there is a human trafficking 
raid going on. Oh. Which we all know that human trafficking exists. It's not, right. that's not, a, you know, fiction of our imagination, figment of our imagination. So yeah, so we know it goes on. It's just nobody wants to believe that it's happening in, our, in, in a small town in Texas, right? So they're, they think that it's human trafficking and that a group of people that are involved in law enforcement are pulling in these substance abuser, abusers or alcoholics and things like that and running them off into the woods where nobody can find them and taking them. Hmm. I'm not going to say that I don't believe that because it's highly possible. There's a lot of money in that. Yeah. But uh, with all the, in this particular case, with all the rain and the flooding and everything, it it's not out of the realm of possibilities that she got caught in the river and drowned and was drugged for miles and miles and miles. And that's why nobody's found her because they haven't looked that far away. Because that river flows into Louisiana. Yeah. So, and of course, people on Facebook are just up in arms because why won't y'all let the public search? Well, first of all, they couldn't just have the public out there searching back when it was flooded land that it's dangerous for people. Second of all, all that land out there is private. It's private property. Right. So while law enforcement had permission to go and search, that doesn't mean everybody can. So just she is still missing. That's crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't understand how people... What's crazy to me is that the police got to her car and she was still on, on the, phone. the phone. Right. She. I mean, that, like I said, that 911 call lasted over 20 minutes. Now, I assume the police... Because, you know, the 911 call goes to the dispatcher. The dispatcher is talking to the person on the 911 call. And they're also talking to the police. And they're saying... They're saying the person on the 911 call is saying they're here, and that's where the police go. So the police weren't actually on the phone with her. No, the police weren't. She but was they, on, but she they was, got there while she was still on the phone. While she was on the phone, of course, I'm sure she's saying she doesn't know where she is. Right. She's allegedly running through the woods. The right. They were able to ping her location from the 911 call. That's how they mm -hmm. found her car. Right. And so I'm sure that, you know, they're saying, well, the officers are, you know, have found a vehicle. And she's like, well, I don't know where I'm at. Mm -hmm. But like I said, Lauren's parents have listened to the 911 call. And her mom, Tori, 100% believes that that whole thing was staged and Tori was not in those woods. And that's why they never found her because she was in a different set of woods. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So since they haven't found her, I'll say this. Uh, Lauren Colvin Thompson is described as being approximately 5'5", weighing 135 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing dark colored pants, leggings, um, and a dark colored hoodie. If you have any from any information regarding Lauren's disappearance, please contact the Panola County Sheriff's Office at 903-693-0333. There's also a Facebook page where you can actually contact her mom directly. It's called Bring Lauren Thompson Home. Mm. So if you aren't comfortable with contacting law enforcement, you can contact her mom. That's crazy. I know. And, and it's crazy how close it is to the Brandon Lawson case. Yeah. and That still, that Brandon Lawson case still gets me. Like, I don't, I... I don't know. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand either one of them. Like, I mean, Lauren called her mom just 20 minutes before. I mean, she knew something was going to happen, obviously. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, she, she's like, if I ever get out of this, like, what could that, po like, mm -hmm. I mean, what in the world? And that's got to be terrible for, I mean, like, for her parents, 
not to know where she is. And then her kids, she has three kids that are fixing to grow up, not knowing where their mom is. Mm-mm-mm. Terrible. That's crazy. So I hope, I hope she's found. Well, yeah, for the family's sake, it's always awful whenever they go missing. Because it's like, you know, there's no closure there. It, at least if they found, uh, hopefully she's alive somewhere, but let's say she is gone, then if they find the body then the family can move on they can say okay we're gonna we they can stop looking right but to not know yeah but then it opens a whole nother door of well now we need to find our killer true but at least they have that closure where they're not you know looking at every face in the supermarket or in every car going down the highway to see is that my daughter is that you know right yeah and i mean this just happened literally like two years ago Mm. so it's not like this you know happened in the early 90s and she's been missing for 20 years no this just happened a couple years ago yeah so if somebody took her it's highly possible she's still alive so i don't know i just i feel like there's always people that know more than they're saying. Like the the guy that talked to the cops or the girl, I don't know, the individual that talked to the cops and said that they were with her that day and she took off running in the woods. They, mm-hmm. listen, I don't believe a word you said. <laughs> and this is just my personal opinion. I don't have like super, super details about that community. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the individual is, but that just doesn't sound, that just sounds fishy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Especially since the sheriff has come out now and said that she was run off the road. So that automatically makes this individual's statement false. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And so law enforcement, they they know more than what they're saying too. It's probably just one of those cases where they can't act on it until they have just a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, we are helping to spread the word so that who knows? Maybe, you know, the Other whole the whole human trafficking hurt. thing does exist in East Texas and we are reaching that small community that has them in one of our yeah. countries that are not America that <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> so if y'all have them, please bring them home. That'd be <laughs> so nice. It's gonna be crazy one day we're watching the news and they bust like a human trafficking ring. And all these names of people that we've been talking about on here for so long are all alive and okay. Mm-mm. I have high hopes, right? Right. Well. We can hope. One can hope. Right. I can. Absolutely. I have to mute my phone because your husband is blowing up the text. <laughs> and it keeps going off. Leave it to him. <laughs> so that's it. That's my story. Do you have any questions, comments, concerns? No, that's interesting, and this is, that's like, it's close to home. And obviously, I'll say this, just because there, there were so much, there's, there's a lot of crap going back and forth on Facebook regarding this case, so Mm -hmm. if there is anything that I said that was incorrect, I I apologize, um, (laughs) and if anyone would like to correct me, that not random person, I'm talking like, if the family wants to correct me, that's totally fine, just call me. We'll get it corrected. <laughs> oh, man. Not you, Australia lady. I will not respond to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's it. On to the next. Here we go. 